What's going on, guys? My name is Brian Sanchez, and welcome to the NFL Rundown. Week two in the books. Aside from Monday Night Football tonight, got a great game coming up this evening. It was a fantastic sports weekend all around. Stanley Cup playoffs, the Stars handed my Lightning a goal-scoring clinic. Orlando City, my soccer team, had a fantastic game against Chicago. And we got a buzzer-beating, game-winning three from Anthony Davis in the bubble in the NBA Western Conference Finals. Fantastic game there, even though my Heat lost. They'll still win that series. And then we got all the football. Some crazy, crazy action. Comeback wins. Team coming up a yard short of pulling off an upset. And we'll get into the all the football of it. Uh, in just a moment, uh, but I just want to say a quick few words about James White. I don't know if, if you've heard this story. Just want to say a quick uh, shout out and thoughts going out to James White. Uh, he's a running back for the New England Patriots, and uh, he found out yesterday before the game that his parents were in a car accident. Uh, unfortunately, his father did not make it, and as far as I can tell, the last that I heard, his mother was in critical condition. A lot of Kind words being said by former teammates and, and, and current teammates, players from around the league. Uh, he did not play in the game last night. Uh, he was inactive after hearing the news uh, of his father passing and uh, the issues with his mother. And so we'll be keeping an eye out on that. And hopefully everything turns out okay for uh, his mother. And so thoughts and good vibes being sent out to James White and his family. Uh, but we want to get into the games, though. And, and man, did we have games this weekend uh, looking back at my picks, didn't do so hot. So far, two of the three games that I picked are in the books. Uh, I, lo- I thought the Giants going into Chicago would be an easy win. But when Saquon Barkley tears his ACL early on in the game, tends to be a game-changer uh, situation. Uh, we'll get to more on injury stuff going around the league because there was crap tons of injuries this weekend. Uh, but yeah, obviously missed that one. Uh, and then uh, my upset special that I picked. I almost got it. It was close. And we'll get to that game here in a little bit. The other game, of course, is the New Orleans game. I have New Orleans winning tonight in Las Vegas, Monday Night Football, the first game in Las Vegas. Uh, so we'll see if I can get back to 500. But as it sits right now, I am 2-3 and three, uh, on the season as far as picks go. So we're going to get into the games. And, man, going into the week, we had... You know, the the storylines that I outlined on Friday on the show were what teams are legit and what teams were uh, a little bit of extra hype. Jacksonville, sorry, looks like they came down to earth a little bit. San Francisco, getting back on the right track there. Indianapolis, coming up big with a win against Minnesota. That was one I did not expect to happen. They looked fairly impressive. Some injuries to report out of there as well. Injuries across the board, Tennessee taking care of business. Uh, I'm not going to do a whole segment on my bucks because I could, but improvement there. Uh, All the folks saying that the Tom Brady experiment was already on the rocks. And uh, I read an article on ESPN that they had, uh, the bucks were already having some buyer's remorse or could have some buyer's remorse already. And I said, pump the brakes on a lot of these teams. Lo and behold, Tom Brady and the bucks kind of get it together. Still got a ways to go, but uh, Arizona looked good. Yeah. Washington. That was a game that I said going into this one, like wanted to see who's legit there, who's not. Uh, Washington kind of came down to earth a little bit. Baltimore still rolling. 
the Chargers, given the Chiefs a run for their money, uh, losing that game, but in overtime, took a game-winning field goal to win that one. But the two games that we're going to talk about are the big ones you probably expect me to do, and that is the Dallas Cowboys and the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to start that off first. Uh, look, Matt Ryan threw for four touchdowns in this game. And early on, Dallas turned the ball over three times. Three times. If you have that kind of performance in the NFL, you expect to win this game. Unless you squander a huge lead in the fourth quarter. And look, we could nitpick a lot of different decisions and there's a a bunch of moments that happened throughout the game that I really felt were contributing to this comeback and that a lot of things needed to go right for Dallas to come back and win this game the way that they did. But the moment that I look at most is the onside kick. You have, it's under two minutes left in the game. Dallas goes down, scores a touchdown, and they have to do the onside kick. It's it's obvious. Atlanta has their hands team out there. It's coming. All you have to do is fall on the ball, and you can win the game. They kick the ball, and it spins. And it's going slowly. And now Dallas, remember, Dallas is not allowed to touch the ball until it goes 10 yards. So all Atlanta has to do is fall on the ball. They have three players surround the ball and watch it and walk with it until it goes past 10 yards. And while they're watching it, they're not doing anything to box out any of the Dallas players. They essentially watched the ball go 10 yards and fall into the hands of the Dallas Cowboys. At that point, it's game over for me, in my opinion. I know Dallas still has to get into field goal range, but I mean, you gave the game away, essentially. The hands team, you have one job out there on hands team, and that's to cover the ball. That's it. How you don't attack the ball, rolling down the field, spinning slowly, the whole world can see it. You got three players right there to jump on the ball, and nobody even makes a move for it, or makes a move to box out a defender. It's beyond me. But hats off to the Dallas Cowboys. They fought in there. They could have easily folded it up. They were down big early. They were turning the ball over, but they fought with it. They fought hard, and they come up big, and they win the game. And the conversation changes in Dallas. Now, them winning that game, do I think that now they are a Super Bowl contender and, you know, they're going to be one of the best teams in the league? I do not. They can be, but that performance does not reassure me of that. It just doesn't. I picked the Dallas Cowboys to win the NFC East. I thought the Eagles were going to be a much tougher out the Eagles don't look like they're going to be very strong the Giants have lost Saquon Barkley now we'll get into the injury stuff here in a few minutes and Washington looks to still be trying to find an identity the Cowboys can still win this division and they'll be in the playoffs but if they continue to play the way that they've played yesterday turning the ball over that's not going to cut it against other teams in the NFL Atlanta I don't know what's happening with Atlanta But Dallas cannot expect to win coming from behind down huge the way they did every single week. They've got to find some consistency in that offense. Another quick side note that I saw was a really interesting stat. 
sports people, we always find these weird, weird, weird stats. Matt Ryan has not won a road game in the month of September or October since week eight of 2017. He's 0-7 in that span. That's interesting. Early road games for Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons become an issue. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I want to move on from the Falcons and the Cowboys and go to the game that I picked my upset special. And that's New England and Seattle. Last night in Seattle, man, crazy entertaining game. And honestly, if I didn't know any better, I'd say it was about six years ago when Cam Newton and Russell Wilson were like the best quarterbacks in the league having an MVP season. And both of them played like that last night. Incredible performances by both quarterbacks. Cam Newton had 397 yards passing last night. He threw for a touchdown and he also ran for two more. Russell Wilson, while he may have only thrown for 288 yards, had five touchdown passes. It was a high-flying game. It was going back and forth. And if anyone who's seen, who was watching the game or seen any highlights, you know how the game ended. With the ball on the one-yard line, it seems like it always comes down to the ball being on the one-yard line between the Patriots and the Seahawks. I have these Super Bowl flashbacks. And the entire world knows that they're going to give the ball to Cam Newton to try and run it in. And they, they ran that quarterback keeper a couple times. He scored a touchdown on that very play earlier in the game. So I feel like you you have to know that that's coming. And there are some people that are being a little bit critical of Bill Belichick right now saying how you know how, how do you run that play? Everyone in the world knew that that was going to Cam and they loaded up the line on the left side so it was obviously going that way. How do you expect to get the push and get in? Well, it had been effective for most of the game, so I have no problem with them running that play. But I can see a valid valid argument that maybe instead of the designed run play there, you run some kind of a bootleg with a pass option so that if they do sell out and crash that entire side of the offensive line, you have somebody in the end zone for an option for Cam to jump and toss it over to get the touchdown. can make an argument for that. But honestly, I have no problem with the call. My biggest takeaway from this game, though, is that Cam Newton and the Patriots are for real, and Cam Newton is back. If he can continue to be this dynamic and and add wrinkles in, Bill Belichick is going to give a lot of people fits all year long. They should have no problem winning that division again, as long as everyone can stay healthy. And that's going to be the last segment here in a moment. We're going to get into the health situation. And that division, I don't think, is going to be very difficult for them to get out of. So, congratulations, New England. You've, you've done the impossible, and that is to replace the absence of Tom Brady. Not that Cam Newton is replacing Tom Brady in the history of New England football. No one will replace Tom Brady. But you found a piece that, for the moment, fills that void and gives your team just as much of a chance to win every single weekend. Seattle, Russell Wilson is going to make a case for an MVP this year. Oh, five touchdown passes yesterday, throwing it all over the place. Hidden DK Metcalf with that toe tap touchdown. That was insane. 
On the old version of the show, when it was video, we used to do an award every week called the Most Dope Award. Uh, usually you get it for like a, a full game performance or even a single play. And I'm going to give it to DK Metcalf today. DK Metcalf, you are the most dope in the NFL for week two. That toe tap catch in the end zone for that touchdown was insane. So dope. Seattle is going to be in it at the end of the season there with the likes of New Orleans and the rest of the heavy hitters in the NFC. Uh, I expected San Francisco to kind of be around in there as well. But after some injuries this weekend, I don't know if that's going to happen. And that's going to be the last segment that I want to talk about today. That's injuries around the NFL this week. You know, everyone always puts emphasis on the preseason. A lot of coaches do, at least, for the health and conditioning aspects of what the preseason and training camp does. I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, you know, I, I haven't done tons and tons of research. But every year, as they roll back the amount of practice and the amount of hitting and the amount of, you know, training camp that these players get, it seems that these early season injuries keep getting bigger and bigger. And in a year where we didn't have a preseason, like zero preseason games, very little training camp, actual contact and practices, and next to no off-season workouts for anyone, organized team activities, things like that, the amount of people that ended up on the injury list this week is insane. This is not everybody. I'm going to go down every every player, but this is a list of some of the most notable. See if you recognize any of these names. Nick Bosa, torn ACL. Saquon Barkley, torn ACL. Drew Locke, sprained ankle. Jimmy Garoppolo, high ankle sprain. Cortland Sutton had a knee injury. Christian McCaffrey had an ankle injury. Devontae Adams with a hamstring. Tavon Young with a knee. Malik Hooker, Achilles. Uh, Byron Jones with a groin injury. Raheem Morissette, uh, MCL. Tyrod Taylor with a chest injury, Anthony Barr with a shoulder, and Will Fuller with a hamstring. If you add that to the likes of Richard Sherman, Chris Godwin, and Von Miller that were already big names that were out going into week two, those are some huge names. That's a very long list, and it's knee injury, ACLs, knee injury, MCL, hamstrings. These are big injuries. These could be career altering injuries for a lot of these guys. So what effect does the preseason and training camp and all that conditioning really have? I know a lot of veterans don't like to play in those games and I don't blame them. You know, they don't count for anything and you're putting your body at risk. And a lot of people will say that injury is the risk that comes with the reward of the big salaries that NFL players get. And that's a fair statement. No one's also forcing any of these players to play in the NFL they don't have to. If they don't feel the risk of injury is warranted, they don't have to be out there. But we do want to make sure that we do the best that we can to keep people safe and keep people healthy. And it seems to me that this year injuries are at an all-time high. Particularly, unfortunately, if you're the San Francisco 49ers. They've been decimated by injuries and it's only week two. I mean, like I said, Richard Sherman, Nick Bosa, Jimmy Garoppolo... Those are huge names for your team. And if they have to miss significant amount of time, it's going to be difficult. It's also going to be difficult for the Giants without Saquon Barkley. If he's done for the year, also going to have to go out and find me another fantasy football running back. Christian McCaffrey as well. If that becomes a lingering long-term ankle injury for Carolina. So something to think about. So many injuries this week that I had to 
kind of talk about that. Tyrod Taylor with a mysterious chest injury at the beginning, like just before the game, gets Justin Herbert his first NFL start, and he does pretty good. Some people are making a case that maybe it's time to give him the reins of the franchise. He looked pretty decent in his first game, so we'll definitely see. Monday Night Football tonight, New Orleans taking on Las Vegas. Really excited for that game. Let me know what you guys think about all this stuff. Uh, you can get at me on Twitter. I am at the NFLRD. And of course, you can always subscribe to the podcast. You can leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. We're available on Spotify, Stitcher, and of course, SignalPointMedia.com. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. Again, let me know down in the comments below if you're on the website. Let me know on Twitter. You can at me all day. And I will see you guys around. But until then, one love.